Welcome to Journey to Brave, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to heal from trauma, cultivate self-acceptance, and fearlessly step into the most brave version of themselves. Hosted by me, Kaya Hunter, certified life and shadow work coach, breathwork facilitator, and NLP and hypnosis master practitioner. Join me as we dive deep into how trauma and the wounds from our past can affect us, how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being, and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth, and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Emptiness Countdown podcast. It's Saturday morning as I record this. I have just been to Pilates, come home and had a cuppa and now sitting down to record this for you. And I have had a busy week this week. My munchkin went to camp for two nights and of course needed some last minute clothes. So I had to run out and get those. I had stayed overnight at um, at my mum's as she had some minor surgery. So I wanted to make sure she was okay and not by herself. Just a new part of the juggle as we get older, right? Helping with our aging parents. But I've also was planning and preparing for a human design training workshop that I presented to my own coaches um, group. And if you've got no idea what I'm talking about when I say human design, go back and listen to episode three of my podcast because I share what it is and and how it can help you. But real quick, human design is a self-discovery tool that's allowed me to be me, to understand who I am um, at my core, like stripping back all of the societal conditioning that we all have. Um, it's helped me make decisions in, a, in an aligned way. It's helping my clients do the same. And it's also helping me in my relationship with my daughter as well. Um, And if you're listening to this podcast before August 2022, keep your eyes out because I'm going to be doing some free training on human design, like an intro or a human design 101 very, very soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. And today I'm talking about relationships. It's been a bit of a hot topic over the last couple of weeks, both with my one-on-one clients and in my group coaching program. But you know, Also for me, I've been getting coaching on my relationships with both my daughter and my mum. My daughter, as we navigate new territory and she spreads her wings as an almost 17 year old. And my mum as I navigate the changing relationship and dynamic that we have as she continues, you know, to age. Um, And also for some of my clients, it's been about their relationships with their partners and improving those. And when it comes to relationships... We think something for something to be a relationship, it's us, it's the other person, and then the relationship. So like a third thing, like it's something, the relationship is something separate, something outside of us, but it's not. A relationship is two people having a lot of thoughts about the other person. Does that blow your mind? It sure as shit (laughs) blew mine. When I first heard it, I was like, hang on, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, a relationship between two people is two people and each of them having a whole lot of thoughts about the other person. 
our initial attraction to our partners or to anyone really is because we think, oh, he's nice. He's got beautiful blue eyes. He takes you out, you know, somewhere nice for dinner, buys you flowers and you think, oh, he's such a gentleman. And from those thoughts, feelings of love grow (laughs) or not. But from those thoughts, that's where our love comes from. And if you've been listening to any of my previous episodes, you would have learned that our thoughts create our feelings and even feelings like desire, infatuation and love. All right, if you're still not buying what I'm saying, <laughs> say you met someone that looked like Chris Hemsworth. Just hold that for a moment. <laughs> what would you be thinking? Okay, I'd be thinking, oh my God, he's gorgeous. Look at those Hulk muscles. It wasn't Hulk, was he? It was Thor. Look at those Thor muscles. He is just scrumptious. Then what if I told you that he was a womanizer or an axe murderer? Would you still think that he was scrumptious? Probably not. Your thoughts about him would change and in turn, your feelings about him would then change too. It's the same with our kids. If we're thinking they're being monsters or that they're being selfish, that's why we're not feeling love towards them. Because I bet when you're thinking, oh my God, I'm so proud of her for landing her first part-time job or, oh my God, she just got her driver's license, that you're feeling smushy, loving feelings for her or him. Rather than understanding that relationships are based on our thoughts, we believe that a happy relationship, we often believe that a happy relationship is based on how the other person or us behaves. We try to change the other person's behavior or the way they act to try and change the relationship. So it's like, if he helped around the house more, I'd be happier. If he was a bit more romantic, I'd feel more love towards him. If he was home more to spend more time with me, then I'd appreciate him more. If my team did their chores, I'd feel happy. If my team didn't answer back all the time, I'd feel so much calmer. I know I've had that one for sure. And what these are, these are our manuals for other people. It's like our rule book for how we want other people to behave so that we can feel a certain way. Most of the time, we don't even realize that we have these manuals for other people. And the other person sure as hell doesn't realize that we have them either. And the funny thing is, instead of allowing us to feel good by having these manuals, they actually just lead us to feeling disappointed, maybe rejected or maybe unhappy. The only way to change a relationship is with our thinking. Yes, our partner or our team, maybe their behavior might trigger some thoughts for us, but we're still responsible for how we interpret their behavior and what we make that behavior mean. How we interpret their behavior and our thoughts about that behavior are always optional. Even when someone does something bad, like consistently runs late, cheats on us, yells at us, whatever it might be, we can decide how we want to think, how we want to feel, And from there, what we do. And we 100% don't have to react in a way that society says that we're supposed to. So say your partner cheats on you, you know, society sort of says you need to leave him. Or a lot of people would agree that, you know, if someone cheats on you, um, then you need to leave that relationship. 
But no, you get to choose. There's no rules. You get to choose what you do or don't do and absolutely how you think and feel. There's no right or wrong. But great relationships are created when two people have great thoughts about the other person, have loving thoughts about the other person. Because remember, love, just like any other feeling, is caused by our thoughts. And our thoughts, like I've mentioned, are optional even though sometimes they feel like they aren't. So if you've been wronged, you can use that opportunity to take your power back. We're conditioned to believe that other people hurt our feelings and it's totally okay to have feelings, but we need to realize that our feelings come from our thoughts. No one can take a feeling and put it in you. (laughs) We create our feelings ourselves. Now, this doesn't give us permission to go around and being assholes to each other because we're not responsible for other people's feelings. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. But we get to protect our emotional health and not constantly be at the effect of other people and what they say or do. It's taking our power back. So I invite you to look at your relationships person by person and reflect on your thoughts about that other person. Particularly if you're feeling, you know, a bit of angst towards them or there's some tension in, re- in your relationship and get really intentional with your relationships. What do you want to feel about that person? What do you want the relationship to look like? Do you need to address your thinking about that person? And now as you approach that empty nest phase of your life, it's the perfect time to do this because our relationships are changing. Our teens are becoming adults. God, (laughs) they're making decisions more and more by themselves and they'll leave home at some point. But for now, how do you want to think and feel about them? For me, I've created one of the thoughts I've created is that I'm a learning. I'm learning to allow her to have her own journey. I don't want to be that clingy mom that wants to protect her from being hurt as much as I'd love to sometimes, you know, wrap her up and protect her because we hate seeing them in pain, right? But that's part of their journey of the 50-50 of life. And I've talked to her about this. I've told her that sometimes I might be a little bit weird, but it's coming from love and that this is all new territory for me too. And I'm learning as we go as well. Then once they leave home, What does that relationship look like then? How often are you going to see them? How often are you going to speak to them? What does it look like? And our parents are becoming elderly, right? Like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, maybe they're becoming a little bit forgetful. Maybe they're (laughs) becoming a little bit deaf or is that just my mom? I hope she's not listening to this. And they might need us more, you know, particularly if like me, one of your parents has passed away. We've got a finite amount of time left with our aging parents. I'm going to try not to get emotional here. And for me, I want that time to be spent creating memories that I can look back on, not being frustrated because every time I speak to her, she says, huh? (laughs) And relationships with partners will change once the kids leave home as well. And it's just the two of you. Now, I don't have a partner, but a lot of my clients do. And this is something that comes up a lot particularly if they've been with their partners for a long period of time. So who in your life do you want a better relationship with? What thoughts about that person could you create so that you feel more love towards them? 
Okay, if you would like help improving your relationships, I can help you in either my one-on-one or group coaching programs. I have places available to start right now in my one-to-one or my next group coaching program starts in September. You can DM me over on Instagram at at Kaya, K-A-I-A underscore Hunter. And let's chat about how I can help you improve your relationships with your kids, with your partner, with your parents, with your friends, whatever it might be, I can help you. All right, my loves, have a beautiful week. Reflect on those relationships and those loving thoughts that you can create. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide. Stop letting fear hold you back. Start feeling confident and brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.